Online Broadcast Network. After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! We are back! Back. We yeah, are yeah. back with a quickness, right, Stephanie? With a quickness, y'all. We are back. This is the after show for USA's Graceland here on AfterBuzz TV. Today we are discussing season tres. Three. We're so happy to be at season three. We are yes. at season three. It's been a long time since we've been here. Super long. But we are now arrived at season three, episode one, entitled Be Positive. And we're not talking about your attitude. And it's really hard to be... It's, no, it's really hard to be positive when so much crap has been dumped on these guys in the first episode. Uh, thank you for tuning in, guys. My name is Stephen Lemieux. You can follow me on Twitter, at Stephen Lemieux. And uh, be sure to rate and subscribe. Go on iTunes, download us, go to YouTube, hit that thumbs up button for us, leave us a comment, and do all that fun stuff. Subscribe to After Buzz TV. Joining me tonight... For the first time on the Graceland After Show, I'm just totally kidding. We have the amazing, the gorgeous, the beautiful, and the loquacious Stephanie Georgie. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, uh, Agent, ABTV Agent Steffi G. Yes, and just so you guys know, I wanted to look pretty, like, detective-like today, so I'm dressed to be in the zone. Let's go. Let's start figuring stuff out. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to be hard to lead host and be in the chat at the same time. But if you guys ask questions, I'll try to see them here on my right here. You can see my laptop. I can see Stop the Madness 23 and Nicole Rittenour on our chat roll. Which, by the way, uh, shout out to all of you who have been like catching up with all of our old uh, shows and yeah, episodes. Right? In fact, a special shout out to Johan Peña, I think it is, who watched... Season one and two of our after shows just to catch up for today's. I know. And we appreciate last, you. Last season, we didn't get to stream every single episode to YouTube. But this mm-hmm. season, <clears throat> we can. So we do have this great fan interaction. And there's one more way you guys can support us as fans because we do all this stuff for free. Um, you guys want to go to podcastone.com mm-hmm. and you want to fill out this quick listener survey. Literally, you just click on the banner at the top of the screen and it'll ask you a bunch of questions. It takes like two minutes to do, but it's your way to get a hand in the AfterBuzz pie and kind of tell us how to make things and kind of make our shows better Perfect. and really, you know, help us out. Yeah, and these comments will count, so do it. And join us on the live chat and tweet because we will have Jamie Gray Hyder in here next week. Yes. She plays Lucia, and then we're going to have Eric a few weeks after that, and then we're yes. going to have Jeff Easton back, and we're going to get Brando J back. We're everybody. Gonna get everybody in here. Yes. All right, so this episode was absolutely insane. Um, we, we, we left off right, the end of lot. season two. Mike's dead. Nice or is sound he? effects. <laughs> like, is he dead or is he? Is he dead or is he not? Yeah. Um, I think he's dead. What do you think? I think, well, I thought for a second and then I was completely incorrect. So that was funny that I got caught. No, up I think that. we all kind of knew that we could, that they weren't going to kill off Aaron's fate, mm-hmm. but it's still, they did a very good job. Um, and I know a lot of the press junkets and everything they've done up until the premiere has been, he has not been there. Right. He hasn't been involved in any interviews or anything like that, but they have included him in the art, as you can see that we have. Exactly, which I really was worried about. And then as soon as it started, uh, I was like, no, you know what? He's not dead. And then I thought of every way to bring him back 
And thank goodness they just did it in the first episode. I kind of would have been upset had they not made him dead the entire yeah. time until later. Yeah, they, they brought him back fairly early. A lot quicker than I yeah. thought they would. They've been... They didn't... Um, they didn't drag on yes. as much as I thought they would. It was right into it. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they give us the right amount of, you know... Anticipation, if you will, which is fine because I just think that we need to let's let's start with some new stories. Let's go. Well, you know, they the old stories continue on, and right. the old stories kind of drag a bit because you have to. You're going to carry these a long time, but we get to compensate for that. We get mm-hmm. Briggs' storyline, which really kind of amps it's, up. And yeah. what they're saying about the season of Graceland it is that it is the darkest season of Graceland yet. I do want to give a shout out to uh, the publicity team over at Graceland. They did mm. send us episodes one and two, but we didn't watch it because <laughs> we want to watch it with you guys and we want to be like, what? Wanted to Come into this show and be like, what just happened? So, as you know, um, we do a strange way of breaking down this show. Sometimes we do it by piece by piece, but right now... Nope, I, we're going to do it the way... We're going to do it the way I did it. likes to do it. Uh, so, I have... It kind of broken down in a storyline. So we have three Perfect. main storylines this episode. One is the Carlito storyline, the next is the Sid storyline, and the next is the Briggs storyline. So I'm going to get the quickest out of the way first, which, as you can guess, is the Carlito storyline. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were tweeting, like, it's been 30 minutes and I have not seen any of my Eric Valdez or I any know, of right? my I my was Jimmy excited Greyhider. for that, too, and he looked good, right, with them white jeans, everybody. He was like, "Hey, so so even more Spanish to me this time." You can time try. Around. You can try for Eric, but I believe he has a fiance. <laughs> he does, and you can which try. We're all happy about. You can try for Carlito, which I believe he's gay. So good luck, <laughs> Steffi Georgie. I was gonna say, really, what I'm going for is Carlito, not Eric. But you're right. <laughs> Typical me. Just those white going pants. Out- <laughs> so we we have Johnny go down to Tecate, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on the line, and Johnny's in the truck, and and Jake's is like. I mean, didn't you just do a drop-off? Why yeah. are you going down there again? And Johnny shows up. He gets pissed off at Jake's, hangs up on him. Mm-hmm. We notice that Jake's didn't get a haircut yet. Still got those dreads. Right. Um, and uh, we, the immediate thing you notice is that we, when we're in Tecate, lots of yellow. Lots of yellow. It's I like know, that I made a filter. Comment. That filter really pisses me off, though. I've, I've been to Tecate quite a few times. Ah, it's not that Is everything yellow? yellow? <laughs> it's does not it, that yellow. Does it look like you're walking through a I crayon? I do get it, though, because it's where, you know, most of it is gravel. So if you want to say that maybe the reflection of the lighter soil makes it look that color. Well, it's, it's the, uh, as a filmmaker, I'll tell you, it's color filters like that or the it's cheap just, it's the cheap way of having of being able to cut out an establishing shot yeah um because you put the color filter everyone automatically assumes it's someplace else exactly. and then you just put tecate and you're right. good you don't have to put like landmarks and all this random crap to know mm-hmm. that you're there um so carlito is in the pick or gets up at the pickup and greets johnny and brings him to his dinner table, mm-hmm. where we have a scrum diddlyumptious uh, Lucia served up in a dress full of what dripping mascara. Yeah, that's so sad. Like, how twisted did Carlito get? I mean, they're siblings, and he was just evil. I mean, when, they're not kidding when they say that this is going to be the darkest season, because that was that was tough. But we left off in season two with Carlito <coughs> finding out that Johnny has been an FBI agent, mm-hmm. and that. Lucia knew about it the entire time, mm-hmm. and he tells him. He says, "Everything's hostile." I mean, if do you guys remember? Okay, do you guys remember season two? That last scene we saw with when Johnny and Lucy. This is the first time we've seen them together, together since right. since they're on their knees in the middle of the desert, and Carlito makes him bite, like makes her bite his ear or something. Yeah, like really creepy. Like makes them kiss at gunpoint on the ground. Like yeah. 
creepy stuff. Like you're about to and be executed. And then some more creepy stuff with her bow in that pink, weird, like quinceanera looking dress. I know. What a freak. Why is she dressed like that? I'm like, what are you doing, it's, man? It's this twist it's this twisted sense of Oh, you're you're coming. You're not working with me. You're working to see Lucy. I'm going to dress her up for you. No, but that's a sick mind. Now you know he's just tripping. Oh, he's winning. He's mad tripping. Yeah, he's tripping with the quickness. Anyways, we're going <laughs> to find a new word for y'all this season. Why? Because I've killed that one? Yes, you did a All right, bit. so Carlito, um, uh, basically Lucia says, kill him. You need yeah. to kill Carlito. So Carlito, oh, you want to kill me? I'm terrible at Carlito's accent. Eric, <laughs> no, Eric I'm like, say- you sound like Cheech and Chong. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, man. Dave's not here, man. Um, Carlito puts a gun on the table. Mm-hmm. And it's just baiting Johnny into taking it. I mean, just like he was baiting Johnny back when they're strippers and doing coke off his mm-hmm. chest. And he likes to bait Johnny into kissing it. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, That's just thing. He always likes to be in power over Johnny. Um that's what he gets off of. So Johnny won't grab the gun. He tells him to eat. So he grabs the food and starts eating, even though he's not happy about it. Lucia reaches across the table. And grabs the gun. Grabs the gun. Bang, 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 bang. Except no bangs come out. Cause Dude, you know what? You really what? think he'd give you a loaded gun? Yes, but here's the thing, though, about that scene. Uh, you know what's also crazy is that, you know, Lucia is also crazy. She just straight up shot her brother with no problem. I don't think there's any familial she was like, sorry, love not there sorry. anymore. <laughs> That's I think, so sad. Think about that, though. There's just like all your trade. I mean, he's crazy. He's done some Talk crazy. Talk about sibling st- rivalry. He killed her whole family That's and so everyone sad. she knew. I know. <laughs> but I mean, the great thing about the great the great setup for scenes like this is anyone else, you'd be like, oh, the gun's empty, right? But because it's Carlito, like. He's insane enough to put an, a loaded gun on the table and tell Johnny to shoot him. So you wouldn't have known, yeah. Yeah, like, because as much as I kind of had a feeling that it was empty, there, there was no way I would know for sure. Because right. it's Carlito. He's bat-ass insane. So, moving on, we With have... crazy, uh, we should go into Briggs' story talking about crazy. Oh, man, we're going we're gonna to talk about some Briggs. Ugh. We're, we're going to get all up in some Briggs. That's Can we talk even... about the house? Uh, the house? Yeah, like just that beginning scene when Jake comes back and he's like, why is everything messy? I just thought that was cute. I feel like they need a balance in the house again. That kind of signified that it, the way the house was is the way that the relationship and dynamic was. It was just all sloppy. They need a new balance. Yeah, everything's... The chore wheel gets brought back the right. first episode. I know. Puts Johnny on kitchen duty. But he's not going to do Everyone it. Everyone says that, yeah. Um. So, dun-dun-dun. Moving on. Uh, yeah, I did it again. <laughs> I did it. Everyone loves when he does Stop, that. Stop calling me out on it. It makes me hurt my feelings. All right. So let's move on to the, uh, I don't know. Do you want to do the Carlito storyline? you want to do the Briggs storyline? We already finished Carlito. I mean the, the Sid storyline. Sid or Briggs. Sid or Briggs. Sid or Briggs. Sid or Briggs. Let's do Briggs, man. Briggs is, Briggs I'm happy season because I thought, one, yeah. season two, season three, I, Briggs is a badass. And I thought that they were going to make him seem all evil, but right away, he it's as if it was all dropped. We're not really worried about his twistedness from the last seasons, and now it's just him kind of becoming a good guy again, which they even mention it when he's like, you know, the world would be a better place when Briggs is part of the good guys again. But he's stuck in the middle. He's like genuinely in limbo, especially now with this new project that Logan has him doing. The interesting thing is, though, because of the role reversal between Mike and Briggs last season, the animosity from the house was not directed more towards Briggs. It was more directed towards Mike. Mm -hmm. So really, the only people who were pissed at Briggs were Jake's for 
letting the secret get out. Right. And Jake's having to cover his ass for like four episodes of that season. And Charlie is mad pissed. Yeah, but you know what though? Now that they've all been through some like twisted stuff that they all tried to keep a secret, I think they're all starting to understand each other now. And they're starting to understand Briggs. It's almost as if Briggs knows that he can communicate with them more, a little bit more. Sorry, that was repetitive. But uh, <laughs> he can communicate with them more because they're starting, you know, he, they know what's up now. Well, you know that... Um, they, can't say, they can't say they've never done anything bad. Like, everyone has had their secrets and has done their bad things that they didn't mean to do, but it was because of the situation. They all overanalyze everything being agents. Well, as much as, as, much as Charlie hates Briggs right now, mm-hmm. um, Briggs did save her from That's what I'm saying. getting tortured by that crazy Amber chick. No one can be mad at each other because they've all looked out, done something bad, and done something good. Damn right. Yes. Can't the wait. The house is coming back. Except for Paige. Well, forget about her. <laughs> shout out to Serena Swan. We love actually, you. But this just, character can I tell just, you guys also something funny? Side note: I was sitting in traffic in Los Angeles on my way to work, and to my right, I see someone walking. I was like, "She looks so familiar." Who is it? None other than Serena Swan. And I go, even though I've never met her, y'all, I was like, Serena. <laughs> it, it really makes you feel like you live in Graceland. Our our producer Marissa was going to a movie. And they stop at a light and look to your left, and Eric Valdez is in what his car, like, chilling oh, at the I'm stoplight. So this, this is what you get when you live in Hollywood, like, guys. It's no, just... so I yell, Serena. I'm in my car, and she's just walking on the street. And I'm like, Serena. She looks over. I was like, why did I do that? I'm like, I do your after show. You know how dope she is? She's like, oh, right. She walks towards the street and is like, hey, you know, just starts talking to me about it. All cars and, like, tra- people walking because uh, King's Game just had let out were, like, watching us, like, you know, converse. Anyways, oh, it was great. She was awesome. I do want to say a really quick go, guys. If you are um, just watching this after show for the first time, you didn't know about it before, I really recommend you go check out seasons one and two, the after show we did. Uh, all throughout season two, we had mm-hmm. amazing guests, and I want to give a shout-out to Brandon J. McLaren, Jimmy right. Gray Hyder, um, Jeff Easton, the creator of the show, for coming in. Eric Valdez. Yeah, tons <laughs> of people came in, and they gave great interviews. They talked about the show, and they really talked about their characters, to the point that if you don't listen to that, you probably are what missing out on this season mm-hmm. because they go so in-depth on the mindset of their characters. Right. And all these characters are kind of, gro- they're definitely growing and they're going through so much more changes than your regular day-to-day person would just because of the circumstances that they're under. So that part's awesome. And I feel like they wouldn't understand it. you got to see kind of their process of going through everything. And I do want to get, um, oh, I want to get Carmine in here. Jeff, you hear me right now. I want Carmine in the studio, man. That guy is He's awesome. Cool. I know. Sid is great. All right, so... To continue with Briggs, they have him... I like how they show how much Briggs is a value to the FBI when they bring him in, and that was it. They bring up the murder with, with Juan Badillo. I thought that was going to be blown the F up, and he he just... Right under whatever the colloquialism is, brush it under the rug. brush it under the rug. Yeah, and why don't we get a swaps? But that's the thing, is um, it's really interesting how this story pans out. Uh, because he's already he's already just a just a um, like a scapegoat right now. Yeah, they have it on him. They have that tape. Anything he does, and that's the interesting thing is he tells Graceland at the end because none of them know about the tape except for Dale Jakes and Charlie. Right, but I'm just saying. I mean, Juan Madillo was a federal agent. I I blows my mind that it wasn't blown up right away. The case Instead, was he heard closed. it. I, but ooh, Case was already that closed. is so crazy. Juan Badillo was. But still, Juan when Logan Badetto. brought him back in, he's like, you know, I understand that it sounded like an accident that went wrong, but the second that you try to cover it up, it became a murder, which is true. And I see why they're trying to use him to do something else, but that's because they know how crazy Briggs is. 
they say that, but I don't believe They're the tape. Him as like a I little... don't believe the tape has that much pull. I honestly don't. I don't think that it could really bring Briggs down the way they think. That's true. I mean, I think they're tricking Briggs. Um, hell, okay. they might not even really have the tape. No, they do because Charlie played it for him last season. No, I know Charlie has the tape. No, because Aaron said that it was. I mean, uh, Mikey said that it was missing in his bag. Oh, that was the one thing that was missing in his bag. Yes. I was wondering what that was. Yeah. Okay, so that was the tape. Yeah. Ooh, that's some shade. All right, so let's get into the Armenian storyline with uh, with Briggs. So Briggs leaves Mike's hotel, not hotel, hospital room, and immediately is just pulled aside by Suits, saying, "Hey, you got to come with us." Uh, we're introduced to a character. Uh, I think it's the same actor who played Bob in The Walking Dead. Who? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, Bob in. Is it The Walking Dead? He did look familiar. He looked like the Bob from Entourage. Bob from Entourage. Not, not Bob. What, the director from Entourage. But I uh, the actor is Lawrence Gilliard. I'm just Googling it right now to see if he is the right actor from Graceland. But that did go crazy quickly because when they had Briggs come in, I was confused at the storyline because... It's not him. Were, it looks just like him. Oh, they were. I have a question. So they were just trying to get him to stop getting Sammy O'Reilly, Sam O'Reilly, because they knew that that was going to be set up because they needed an organ for his father. Wait, what? Oh, let let me break down the story first. Okay, go. Because I, I couldn't understand the question because I'm five, te- five steps behind you right now. Because <laughs> I'm excited. You're excited. This I know. That's why great. I'm trying to like wrap it all around. Good. All right. So we're introduced to Sean Logan. Um, he has the tape, says it's an honest misunderstanding, except you covered up. Now it's murder. Briggs wants to know the cost. So he says, well, there's this guy named Arya Dami. He's in the Sarkinian. Is it Sarkinian and Sarkissian? Sarkinian family. Sarkinian family. And... Oh, this is a legacy maker case. Briggs says that. He's like, any other agent will take this. Yeah, but we really think you should take it, Briggs. Yeah, they're manipulating the situation. Duh, double-edged knife. So, come out, take the case, come out, Rosie, or I'm going to release the tape. So, basically, Mm -hmm. you either take the case or you're screwed either way. So, he takes the case. Um, We find out that Tavon, they're trying to find, trying to get at this guy, Tavon Adamian, who is one of the, who is the right-hand man of the Sarkinians. And Tavon's been on a dialysis machine for 18 months, Mm -hmm. but they don't think it'll hold. Ari has been looking for a suitable donor, and that's where Briggs comes in because... That's how they get him to get in to hire him as help. Their friend Colber, or Colby or something, was feeding feeding Ari information about Briggs this entire time while they're trying Mm -hmm. to get this kidney for this guy. So the plan is that there's going to be a team in a van with a fake kidney... Here's a watch that has a responder on it. You know, we're gonna have, we're gonna have a team. They're gonna be watching you. Everything's gonna, gonna be fine. Right. You're gonna be cool. I we really, care about you. Briggs. I really love Briggs's reaction to this though, oh, and how it plays out. I just I feel like we haven't seen that side of him where he's precautious about it. Like I thought he wouldn't care, but he did. Yeah. So Colby's been establishing Briggs for months, and they hand him a dollar cut in half, saying that's your credibility. Basically, mm-hmm. the sign is that you have the other half of this dollar. So Briggs goes in the hookah bar, goes to the back. You don't look like a Paul. <laughs> and he explains why he's using Briggs and an outsider. He's like Armenians do it are loyal for political reasons. You're loyal to me because I'm your boss, basically. Right. Um, he asks for Briggs's phone and just smashes, smashes that thing to oblivion. And it's kind of an interesting... Uh, Tactic? No, it's it's just kind of an interesting social commentary they make in the show here where it's like people get arrested and they get an ankle bracelet with GPS on it. But literally everyone in America is walking around with the GPS, right? Uh, basically an ankle bracelet. Yeah. They can find you at any time. Yes. It's just it's not exactly tied to you. 
Um, and he says, you know what? Let's go. And he's like, all right, where's uh, here? It's like so a van, we, a van mm-hmm. hit. We're going to hit this van. It's like, what are you talking no. about? There's no van. Mm-hmm. So already the story is different from what he was told. There's no van. What? Commercial break. Now, coming to ABC, this brand new special from uh, producers Maria Menounos and Jillian Huff. Ah. You know <laughs> Maria Menounos because she is the host of E. She is also the founder of AfterBuzz TV. She has this great new special coming out. Do you love to dance? If you love to dance, I, love I to guarantee dance. that you're going to like this special on ABC. Maria, a few years ago, has been doing these really funny dance videos on Instagram, like battling at each other. Like she'd make a video and say, "Haha, now I challenge you to like Derek Huff." I have and a question. Like, these are I all the you. videos that like Marissa's in, right? Oh yeah, Marissa, our engineer's <laughs> been in these videos. <laughs> She's in all. Oh, I'm like, is that Marissa I've, in the video? I've been in the videos too. Yeah, okay. I was in one. Um, uh, I can't remember of Christmas one, and then I had Maria walk on me. Uh, yeah, it, it was a whole thing. But all these videos kind of spurned fans into action, mm-hmm. and it brought up this brand new idea called Dance Battle America. And you can get on the show Dance Battle America. All you have to do is get some friends together, create a fun dance video, maybe make it clever. I mean, if you make it clever and good, I mean, you mm-hmm. have a better chance, I'm sure. Make a clever video, and you go to dancebattleamericacasting.com. Send in your video. You can get flown to L.A. to film it and be on the show. So that's like that's a really cool thing. That's pretty cool. And while you're in L.A., you might see some people from Graceland. You might pull up next to Eric Fowler and be like, or hey, you want to dance? Agent Steffi G right here. I mean, nobody, nobody cares about that. Of but yeah, go to dancebattlecasting.com. Is it Dance Battle America Casting? Dancebattleamericacasting.com. And do your thing today. And when the commercial break ends, we come back on already talking about <laughs> so, Oktoberfest. Did you guys see how slick that was? Great. Talking about Oktoberfest in September. <laughs> and how and, Americans are just ridiculous to be able to do it that way. And he, he's trying to, he's not really trying to out Briggs, but this mm-hmm. is just Briggs having to play along because right. Colby said all these stories. And uh, apparently he's from Cincinnati. Okay, cool. Right. Um, and they're at an apartment complex. Oh, so we're just casual gonna, this we're just, guy is. What a kook. Seriously, it's scary that, like, somebody could literally walk in your apartment complex and kill you before you even know what's going on or take you and just Mm -hmm. put you in a car and then be gone before anyone even sees it. You know, I hate to side or to even think like the bad guy, but I was thinking, you know, if you really did approach something that casually that way, you know, just going in, imagine being at a very busy complex like that, one that looked like it was kind of in the hood, but not really. And, you know, if you just heard some ruckus, which pretty much that's all it was... You would never even think twice, but the whole time somebody was getting jacked only to be harvested later. Harvested. <laughs> now I have to talk like this. <laughs> Organs. Oh my god, this is so crazy. So they walk in. Briggs this whole time is thinking it's gonna be just like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna take the organ that's in a cooler. Well, it couldn't be any in anything less cooler. It's in a man named Samuel Malley. Nice and ready and red and plump and just working. And wait for it. We get the title of the episode. <gasps> are you be positive? What the hell are you talking I about, know. man? No, are you be positive? That's I wouldn't expect I love how he knocks him in the face and it's like, that stuff on your hands. Is that be positive? Right. It's like, I don't know. And Bray's like, look, I got his chart right here. It's fine. Let's go. Question, so, do you know what blood type you are? 
Uh, I, I don't. I, I would have. I would have been killed with the quickness because I would feel like I don't know, man. I'm so sorry. I think I'm a negative or something. Okay. Don't come harvest my organs, please, <laughs> because I'm probably wrong on that. Um, so they grab him and they freaking shove him in the trunk. He won't get in the trunk. So, That's so sad. Riggs is just standing there, like, what the hell? Finally, he pistol whips He's the like, guy. There's people around. There's people around. Yeah. Things could have turned out so much better for Mr. Sammy O'Malley had Briggs not been unexpectedly tased in this great scene where we get, oh my God. Where well, he was going to get cut up. I, what, what do you think he was trying to do when he got out of the car and he was saying that he was FBI? Had the cop like listened to him, do you think that he that he just wanted the Armenian guy to be arrested at that moment? Or yeah, for he him was to be th- just taken he away? He was thinking the, the team was going to move in. He was thinking the team was going to move in and they grabbed the guy. Right, and then just the whole nothing time, after nothing after yeah, nothing. The whole Ugh. time, he's thinking that a team is there to watch, mm-hmm. so the van thing will go down, and then they'll get the organ, and then they can get this guy and have all good. But no, like, he, they, there's no team. The watch is just BS. Thank God Briggs gone. is the badass that he is, otherwise... <laughs> I mean, I figured it out around this point where I'm like, they put Briggs in deep cover without even telling him he's in deep cover. Mm-hmm. So they, the, they uh, are being pulled over by the cops on the way back, and the guy's like, the guy obviously already knows a lot about police code. Mm-hmm. Very intelligent. He's like, oh, they wouldn't pull us over for okay. speeding. They wouldn't pull us over for something like that. It would have been a 501 like or has, a 405. Has to be a 502 because <laughs> okay. uh, this car must be stolen. Okay, great. Let's pull over. Well, I'm just going to shoot the cop. And Briggs is like, no, I'll handle it. Right. Gets out of the car. The cop, There's obviously. Right. And I'm not going to say, I have to say the thing that everyone's like, okay, I don't believe was it was intentional social commentary on police brutality with the cop shooting Briggs so it's haphazard. Not, I don't think I it don't is. Think that. People have tweeted me already being like, "Oh my god, it's because Briggs is black." I'm like, no, oh my, no, no, Briggs. It's because Briggs got out of the car when he wasn't supposed Briggs to. Briggs got out of a car and is a big intimidating badass. And then he took badass. his gun from <laughs> the cop. That's why he got tased. I know, right? So. Briggs, uh, Briggs not, not to disregard all of that. I know, no, on, but I'm just saying I don't think that was oh, the intentional yeah. part of the scene. There was scene. no connection. To that. Yeah, so they the cop gets Briggs on his knees. Briggs tries to grab the gun. He's trying to mouth that he's FBI. Mm-hmm. There's a tussle with the gun and it shoots the w- back windshield out. And he says, "I'm an FBI agent. The people aren't here." Which at this point I'm thinking. You said Dude, that pretty loud with did. the windshield broken. Yeah. I don't know how Ari didn't hear that. Yeah. But then um, he's he's kind of, he's talking to the couch. <laughs> like, that's pretty much what happens. Briggs you is, act stuff out and it just kills me. Briggs is on the ground. The truck comes by and freaking knocks out the cop. You're like, what? what? I know. Final Destination 6. That actually, that's exactly what yeah. that reminded me of because it was just so quickly. It's like, do, 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 boom. That's dangerous. It. Uh, dangerous. Your sound effects are so much better than mine. Okay, go. It's dangerous. It is dangerous. Um. So obviously the cops knocked out. We don't know if the cops right. Dead and cars or not. just keep driving by like it ain't no thing. What a chicken wing. You see, a, you see, a, you see a cop bike. The lights a cop are on. On the ground. A cop on the ground. A dude tased on the ground. Another dude just like. All Which right. I have to say, the comic relief in this scene specifically is when he's like, "Oh shoot, how am I supposed to get you up back into the truck?" Okay, I pick you up. I don't know. <laughs> Oh my God! Man, so no mercy. We left this storyline for a minute here. Mm-hmm. This is where we went on and knocked out a lot of the Sid stuff, which we'll get back to in a second. But oh no! But like, damn, this sh- this stuff got dark, right? Because he wakes up in a pool of blood. I know. I heard this is the darkest season, and I know 
Season one, we get boiling lead poured in mm-hmm. somebody's eye. Season two, we get the girls who are slaves and, and all, all shut up. really messed up stuff. And Paige swallowing heroin and the girl ODing on a broken balloon of heroin. And but now stomach. we're getting this comic relief between a psychopath harvesting people. I know, but we get Briggs waking up. Like, if I woke up from unconsciousness and see a bunch of blood around and I'm on, like, this disgusting. grimy floor. If it was in my mouth, I would trip. I would just out. be thinking, like... Do I have all my limbs? Do I have all my limbs? Oh, God, I know, right? Like, in That's his mind, you're like... Because like, what if it was his blood? Yeah, you're yeah. like, what? where Ew. am I? Am uh, I in some torture chamber? That did, makes you feel, like, all faintish right now. And especially as a cop, you're like, did they find me out? Is did, Was my cover blown? Like, are they torturing me right now? What's going on? I know. He looks up, Mr. O'Malley's head's not looking too good. Oh! <laughs> Why are you Irish? Sammy O'Malley. I know. <laughs> I'm Sammy O'Malley. My blood type's B positive. I should probably start putting that on my damn Facebook or people are going to take my kidneys. What? Get out of here. Straight up, I'm going to trip if Facebook starts having like a blood type option no. in their profile. <laughs> anyway, Samuel O'Malley is done. Samuel O'Malley is done. He's like, you took his kidney? No, lad. I took both kidneys. I borrowed them. Right. That's some messed up ish right there, and I love how he tells the story again. It's the, it's the dark comedy mm-hmm. where he's just like, yeah, an, Al- an Albanian did an organ harvest. Said it was going to be easy. Wasn't actually that easy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! And so because and so casual in the way that he says it and like explains to him. Well, and he- smoking a cigarette, might I add, during the everything that he's doing, which would. You know, like, after he puts the kid in the trunk, he wants to go for the kebabs. That just shows his appetite and the way he doesn't care. And then smoking a cigarette while he's harvesting. Very unsanitary, but whatever. I know. Don't you know harvesting regulations prevents you from smoking Someone doesn't watch Grey's Anatomy. Anyway. Seriously. (laughs) Okay. So this is around the time where they're like, okay, so we're going to throw this – we're going to throw the body in the car. We're going to light the body on fire. Mm-hmm. And then you know why? The car, they're walking away from the car and the car explodes because Michael Bay. And because, you know what? Sammy's acting role. Sammy O'Malley, you did a very explosive job on this show. So that car had to explode. Why Michael Bay? Because explosions. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Anytime there's an explosion when really there shouldn't be an explosion. Michael Bay. I'm going to say Michael Bay. And the guy with the budget was just like, Here. Let's just get, have an explosion. We we need an explosion. This is season one of season. This is episode one of season three. We need an explosion. Which was good. I liked that in the explosion while they were both walking away. Briggs stands straight and like doesn't flinch from it, and the other guy's like, "Whoa, cool guys, don't look at explosions." <laughs> All right, so yeah. yeah moving yeah. on, we get the end of the episode talking about the Armenians. We have um. Briggs comes home and he's obviously no 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 no. storms in storms in yeah you're right all up in his face and everything and he's like hang up the phone where's Rachel no what do you want from me okay so really we're doing the recap for Batman because that's but no he storms in he's got blood all over all the agents are looking at him and he goes up to Sean Logan he's like Sean Logan I don't like you. I don't know. You know what? I'm so sorry. I don't know your references. I no, wish I, I could was just him. literally oh, okay. saying, you said, Sean Logan, I don't like you. He's flipping out. He's like, you put me in there without a cover team. You put me in there. This watch is faulty. There's nothing going on. And I had to murder somebody. Mm-hmm. Sammy um, O'Malley is dead right. because we freaking kidnapped him. There was no van. There was no this. He's like, yeah. put it in the report. 
It was like a really Beverly Hills Cop moment. That like was Briggs walks in like do do do. No, do, but then do, it makes do, it do. then it makes me a little bit sad because you're just kind of thinking like, dang, the government's twisted too. The government's twisted, but no, because the case was closed and they have to move on. And then he's saying that their this one life is the sacrifice for all these other lives that are being killed. That's essentially what Logan said. I know, but that's because he paid no mind to that's Sammy what Valley. deep cover is though. Like you can go into like history of mobsters and things. No, like that. No, I know that. Like in The Departed, all the stuff that he has to yeah. do. But I'm just saying that was stupid because that came out of nowhere for breaks. So it was like a day assignment, and then it turned into that. Yeah. Not fair, guys. But I do want to say <laughs> this is. Great character development for Briggs. It is. And the reason I say that is because we've had so many sides of Briggs, but Briggs has been the dark horse in the good house. Right. You know, he's been that guy who will go, he'll cross that line. Right. He'll cross that line for the bigger picture in Graceland. And he's always been fearful that his entire career would be blown and he'd be killed because of it or he'd be fired, he'd be put in jail because of it. And now he's working for somebody who's willing to take that line and mm-hmm. throw it out the window and put him over it and drown him on the other side of it. I feel like we're only now seeing that side, though. That's what I'm happy about, because last season was making us think that, you know what, maybe he's getting lost in all of this. Now we don't know who's really good or who isn't good or who's corrupt. So I liked this episode because it kind of put everyone in perspective and it made everyone on the same level. Because I do love that last scene when I looked at you and I was like, oh, shoot, the house is back together. I mean, there... Ooh. Sorry, something caught in my throat. Um, I mean, the whole concept of Briggs being upset at doing something for the bigger picture is great. Right. And the concept of somebody darker than Briggs mm-hmm. and a whole department okay with what they're doing. Right. And the fact that if you if you really look at what he did with Odin or with, um, with Juan Badillo, mm-hmm. everything he was doing with Odin was kind of a bigger picture thing to take down a big guy. Right. He was trying to take down the and top then, and guy. And that truly was an accident. I know, but what I'm saying is he t- he was trying to take down Bella, right? That was who he was going for with Odin. Mm-hmm. And somebody died in the process of him taking down Bella. And it was Juan Badillo. And the, the whole thing was that the government could ruin his career because he killed Juan Badillo. This is a whole government agency who within one day somebody dies because they're trying to get to somebody to take down the bad guy. Mm-hmm. This Everything Briggs did in season one... It's just exactly what Sean Logan is doing. It's just such a bigger scale. Right. So And he's just delegating it. But, I mean, if you look at it, Briggs is Sean Logan. Briggs is Sean Logan. Right. From season, season one, Briggs okay. is doing exactly okay. what Sean Logan is doing. And Briggs is having the reaction that anyone would have had if they had discovered he was Odin in season one. So what would you say Sid is for the LAPD? I mean, I'm, Sid is not involved in, in what I'm saying right no, now. No, I understand that. But now that that's the end of that story, I'm saying, would you say Sid is the same person, but in his little element? No, because Sid is actually um, working okay. directly with the criminals without an angle. Okay. His angle is himself. His angle is not taking down the head guy. His right, angle he's is not him- trying to help anybody. Yeah, he's, he's empowering out. himself to gain looking more Looking out for number one. Exactly. So that, that's why Sid's different. This is This is a government conspiracy kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I'm loving that storyline. It's going to be really kind of cool, and I'm really excited. I'm excited to see Briggs working with people that aren't Graceland doing mm-hmm. messed up stuff, mm-hmm. and <laughs> having him finally have to come to terms with the stuff that he's doing is messed up. Mm-hmm. Because as much as he's been beaten up by killing Juan Badillo and all that, it really hasn't morally affected him, because it was still, it was a mistake, it was an he accident. It, yeah. But you can't tell... You can't tell Sammy O'Malley that it was a mistake to take both his kidneys and blow him up with an explosive acting role. Yeah. You can't tell him that. 
<laughs> and the man who up. does deserves a whiskey shot on me. Somebody in the chat room tells you to shut up right now. <laughs> They're all telling me to shut up right now. Um, shout out to, uh, again, Nicole Rittenor. Thanks for staying in. The lovely Missick and Tracy Hickson. Thanks for being in the chat room, guys. Shout out to Steven because look how pretty this is. Oh, yeah, guys. I made the, <laughs> made the logo. <laughs> I actually, I actually created Daniel Sanjata. Nice. He's actually, I created Pixelated. him. Pixelated. No, I mean. Totally All right. Um, so that's the Briggs storyline. I'm really excited to kind of see where that's going. Uh, let's go on. To Sid. Oh, wait. No, there's one more scene with the Armenians. It's when uh, they're all on the beach and Briggs decides, I'm going to talk to everyone. What? What are you talking about? Oh, I don't know. I missed that part. No, Briggs comes home and he tells everyone he's like, "Oh no, oh no!" Like, but let's just say that at the end because it's really a cute moment. I love it. But it's it's only the Armenian storyline. That's all it has to do with. That's fine, but I still like it because it was while Paige was going to leave because Paige is getting all you know emotional and stuff. Being so all she's, Paige and shit. She's oh. trying to leave, even though she'll get the um, she'll get an award for the Lena letter. And then I just like that Briggs was like, you know what? Yeah, we need to go outside. Normally Briggs would try to like keep things on the low. Yeah. But he just was like, no, I need to tell you guys exactly. Let me tell you about you. Let me tell you about my day. But I also like the way that he presented it to everyone that I'm telling you guys because Graceland is only Graceland because of the people that are inside of it. This is a dope house on the beach. Awesome view. But there are even sicker people that are living inside of it that know how to do the job right. Well, it's great because Graceland's original approach was this is a place where... You know, you have to be undercover all the time. The only people in Graceland, there should be no secrets in Graceland. No secrets in Graceland. That's and what I'm saying. But that got lost. It got lost. Season two was, oh my God, there were secrets everywhere. So when Logan, when Sean Logan was like, hey, why don't you just get a therapist, get somebody to talk to, and Briggs kind of comes to the realization, like, that's why we live in this Graceland house. Graceland is for the people who have mm-hmm. to deal with this messed up stuff so they can talk to each other about it. Mm-hmm. But you could tell it was also a foreshadowing on Johnny and that he's not talking about it. Yeah, but Johnny's still trying to deal with that situation. Johnny's in love with Lucia. Lucia, no. For anyone who wasn't watching, I'm just rolling my eyes. She is is very rolling, very, very rolling her eyes. Um, Okay. You want want to do some Sid? Let's do some Sid. Sid's kind of, he's so handsome to me. He's so good. He is good. He's amazing. He's a great actor. He is great because he does. He plays. He does bad so good. He does bad so good. So good. Zatarans. But Sorry. I hate that guy because he is just you. I, if I met him, I'd be like, "Who do you think you are? <laughs> you are just messing everything up for my friends." Okay, so leave us alone. Well, his original thing was he's going to take down everyone at Graceland. The last thing That's we see in point. season two. I'm like, what are you doing? The last thing we see in season two is him in Graceland looking at the picture of everyone. Being like, I hate it. You know why he bothers me? Because he's good. You mean because he's good at being bad? Yeah. But I meant like, but good. he's good at... Oh, man. Yes, that's what I'm I saying. Don't I twist it up. Speaking of twists, the twist at the beginning of the episode is we the first scene we see is Briggs... At Over, a graveyard. Right, and we think that it's Mike dead. Well, we find out later. We, we have a sense. feeling it's not Mike dead. But Sid walks up to him. Sid pulls out a gun, and you got. You, then you introduce Johnny in sniper position because Johnny can't run an op. He mm-hmm. has to be the one who's just doing the covert ops. And uh, you have um, Briggs saying, he didn't deserve this, Sid. Sid. And Sid says, you're lucky you split that day or we'd be burying you too. Right. And he, what he's referring to is... Um, that day when Briggs split, 
because Briggs was in the car and turned around and left because Charlie called him. Right. And Charlie wanted Briggs to stay on the case, but because Briggs cares about Charlie, he left to go save her ass. Mm-hmm. And that was the same time Sid killed everyone at Carlito's yeah. house and would have killed Briggs along with everyone in his crew. Had he not left. Thank so this is, a, this is a shout out to Archie, who they were at the, the grave of Archie. And uh, I like Sid, how Sid empties a bullet on the grave, says, hey, maybe he can use it up there. And I'm just thinking, like, yeah, like, he'll be up there, right? Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, right, bro. He's going to be in hell. What do you think? Duh. So uh, Sid tells him to go. He should have gone back to Chicago or El Paso or wherever. Cocks the gun, drops the bullet in the grave, does the father, son, holy spirit. And uh, we find out that it's a crooked cop from Briggs and Sid's team. So this is when we get the whole scene with the chore wheel at Graceland. Uh, Johnny says Sid's not talking about anything, and Johnny wants to kill Sid. Everyone's got a lot of animosity towards this Sid fella. I don't know if he's really done anything to warrant it. Kidding. Um, Jake's just doling out chores. Nobody wants to do it. And Jake's gives this great line. He says, I'm not a wet hurt, wet nurse, but my titties are, short, are sore. That was an amazing scene, actually. <laughs> Shout out to Brandon J. McLaren. With your funniness. Follow him on Twitter, at Brando J. Uh, then we get Paige driving. Thinking back on how she outed Mike. And we get some bikes driving up on her six. They have shotguns. She manages to crash another car. And then her arm's all banged up. And she's delirious and sees them. And it's crazy. I just want Paige to be badass Paige again. She's she's too weak right now. She's, she's, she's crying and she's upset. And she's she's upset. Whiny, whiny, annoying Paige. Yeah, and then it's making her do stupid things. And people work on emotions. So then she goes to see Sid at his house where he chokes her out. Good job, let's Paige. Get, let's get to that. She's just she's doing things based on emotion and does not make me believe that she's an agent. It just really takes me out of me thinking she's an agent. Um, So Charlie's with Paige and Paige says she's tired, pissed off and helpless. Mm -hmm. Charlie's asking, no, how are you? Like as a person, she kind of breaks down. Charlie says, when are you going to go visit Mike? And my note says that Paige is still being a C-word, so I'm assuming that scene had something to do with Paige just being a bitch. Right, because she said that she didn't want to talk about it. She's like, exactly, because it has to, because you weren't, it didn't happen to you, so you don't know, yeah, blah, it, blah. Yes. Yeah, and it's like, dude, she's like the only girl in the house that you can even speak to, because women always need other women. And it's like your sis, and she's just trying to look out. Like, girl, Why, get, why the hostility? That's over, not Mikey, yeah. Get over yourself. Uh. I mean, the fact that Mike's alive after you freaking outed his location to Sid, like... I feel, really, like, I feel we're like we're getting too into this, but whatever. No, I know, but like, as a character, like you'd think she'd realize she feels she's in the car feeling bad about adding the location to Sid, but then she's pissed because she doesn't like Mikey. Still, she's still pissed at Mikey. I'm like, exactly, but that shouldn't have anything to do if you were. I feel like if you if you and grown, if you'd, you'd be thinking of the bigger picture. Yeah, like as you for were an analogy, to do. if like if somebody cheats on a girl and the girl goes and stabs him like in the leg or something, I feel like that should be the end of it. I think, like, you're even. You know what? You can be right. sad. He can be sad. But he knows he deserved it. But you know what? You got your revenge. He stabbed in the leg. He's in the hospital. Yeah, you know but what? if, like, in, in, like, two days, then you scratch his car, it's like, now what are you doing? No, it, yeah. It's like, come on. You you made it even with a knife in the leg. Let's not scratch <laughs> the guy's car, too. But then the bitch pushes him down. And he's like, <laughs> said, bitch, I was just on an IV with, like, excruci- Okay, we're getting that right now. So, hospital with Briggs. Mike's in a CT scan. And he says he could be feeling worse. And uh, we find out that it's a cover to get Sid that they put in the newspaper that unnamed agent dies in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't say his name because they don't want family and friends, but whatever. But then Sid's going to read that and know exactly what happened. Mike asks about Paige, 
And they say she's okay, but they know it was Sid who tried to attack her. Yeah. So news, Mike's pretty up to date on the news with what happened with Paige. With everything the, that's going on, yeah. We find out that um, those motorcyclists were hired by Archie's old CI, who have to Paige. And Mike asks, asks Briggs not to tell anyone where he is. Mm-hmm. Um, then, dun, 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 dun. That, that, then that's when uh, when Paige decides to go over to Sid's house, and he, she wants mm-hmm. to figure out something. Not quite yet. I, I hate you. Hate that I do this so chronologically. Um, so Briggs goes to, into his hotel room, thanks him for showing up. But this is kind of interesting. He opens up Mike's journal. And oh, you see all of Mike's like twit, like his thoughts. You, you know see how- his thoughts. You see the, like this dark drawing of a guy, a silhouette of in light, which is important because that's what therapists do to like kids and to people. They have they just give them a paper and doodle because whatever you're doodling is kind of what's in your subconscious. Yeah, and then uh, it says like the number forty seven, which uh, is crazy because the number forty seven is always around me all the time. It's yeah, my number. She's crazy. Um, remember my thing used to be Steffi G forty seven. Oh yeah, you're right. It did. Um, Briggs asks about Mike seeing death, and Mike's like. Yeah, there was a bright light. It was really hard to miss it. Grandpa was there, dressed in white. He was beckoning me with an ice cream cone. And that's when you're like, okay, Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then he just has this... Oh, wait, really quick. Hammer time. That scene with with, with Mike, for all my fangirls out there, tell me how sexy Aaron Tveit looked with that long hair and that facial (laughs) Okay, continue, go. It had to be said, and no, all of you are happy that I said it. Sorry, Steph. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> your hair does look great but. so so mike is in the bed and he's talking to briggs and then suddenly he's just like in uh, shock with pain like a lot of pain and then crazy. he dopes and he, himself no, he up. tries to avoid it he like puts it to side and won't hit it but then he dopes himself up this is some foreshadowing here that mike might get addicted to morphine and mm-hmm. briggs is noticing it because, because briggs was addicted to heroin he's like i remember that look I know those eyes. I know those eyes. Those eyes. I've seen a lot of drugs, but they've never seen a drug like heroin. <laughs> hey, I have a question. Is it because they trust Mikey that they gave him that? Or do... do no, it has a limit. Do- it has a limit. All oh, hospitals... Okay. Most hospitals, if you go through surgery or go through things like that... They um, give you the ability it's a, to... It's, it's basically if you start feeling pain, you can hit a button and it drips your IV. But... If you hit a number of times, it won't let you OD or anything. It just okay. it, it stops at a certain uh. amount per hour. Um, so, Paige at Sid's place. Sid goes okay. home, he looks like doting father, he's like, ah, oh, kids, oh, honey, your friend Paige dropped by. Paige? Mm-hmm. Hi, good to see you. Why don't you go put the kids to bed, baby? <gasps> yeah, that was so nice and oh unison. Oh, God. Whatever. And he wasn't even, like, letting up, and pa- Sorinda's like, That was a little part, funny like, to me, too, because I was like, oh, you're, hello, you're at your house. I, so, okay, she did so a great Paige, job in that. She did do a good job. Paige probably wasn't too worried because it was at his house. So she knew he wasn't going to kill her. However, he was doing it aggressively, and I just felt like, oh, my God. It was just silly. It just made her look so stupid. Yeah, so Paige unannounced in the home. You can't be here. She confronts him for trying to kill her. He chokes her, says he can, says he can kill her. She tells him there's an inquest. She says they have to have the same story. Says he'll tell her when and where, and then she walks out smiling. So... This is great. Your notes are gnarly. I know. I have, um, let's see, I have seven pages of notes for this episode. <laughs> I even looked through my old notes because it's literally like reading a script for last season to get caught up on what happened. Um, so, literally, though, phenomenal acting and a well written scene because this entire scene, I'm thinking, bitch! <laughs> 
I know. You freaking bitch. You're just looking out for one. You bitch. Wait, what and is she? she? Bitch. <laughs> and then she walks away smiling, and I'm like, oh. Right. I did like her smirk. Yeah. But at the same time, it was like, don't get ahead of yourself, sweetheart, because you didn't even plan that well. And obviously not that good of an agent. Um, So uh, we find out that she goes to Bridge. I mean, Briggs. You know, I would have liked to sit on that scene a little while longer. Because literally it was like one of the next scenes where she goes to Briggs and says, yeah, I'm trying to set Bri- I'm trying to set Sid up. But, but Briggs is like, no. And he knows that like it's going to end up killing her. He's like, Paige, turn- you don't know what you're doing, dude. Plus, like, to get the confession out of him, she would have to admit to what yeah. she did and things like that. And it's also like, Sid is this person who's been the only person who's been able to get into Graceland. Obviously, this guy knows what he's doing. And I don't want it to say that Briggs thinks that Sid is a better eight, uh Agent. Agent than pages, but... He is. Yeah. Um, Sorry about He it. says, sometimes penance doesn't mean death. And she <laughs> says, well, sometimes it does. Except it's like you're trying to... Emotions again. Emotions. You're trying to die because you love Mike, but then you're going to shove Mike on the ground when he's barely out of a hospital after being suffocated and shot and stabbed. Well, not even that. It's, just, it's her whole, like, ah, stop trying to save me! Okay, so we'll get to that. Um... Sorry. I know, right? It's just the things that just irk us. So Johnny just got back. Charlie's on the phone. She had a lead on uh, Sid. Paige is looking for Briggs. Paige tells Johnny she needs him on tactical because Paige is going over Briggs' head to do this, even though Briggs said it's not a good idea. We're at the hospital, and Charlie's visiting with some alcohol. And Charlie's like, I can't get fetal alcohol syndrome. That stuff's for weaklings. He's like, it's apple juice. It's like, okay, thank you, Charlie. Not Thank you, USA, for not promoting the use of alcohol while pregnant. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, she. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was joking about how she she's gonna drink with it. No, no, no. I know, but I, I was just thinking about how that's because she didn't lose the baby after she got the shit beat out of her. No, yeah, she didn't. And yeah. we find out in the in episode thirteen that they did an ultrasound. The baby's okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So Charlie says that it's Paige that she's feeling bad about. She seems convinced and. Uh, that she can take care of this case. And Mike's like, no, because I know this girl's super incompetent and can't take care of anything. (laughs) He's like, let me rip all my stuff out right now. Well, I'm like, trust me, Paige is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Paige can't handle it. No. It's like how, it's like, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. That's being mean. I love you, Paige. I love you. We love you, sir. Just your character is kind of being funny right now. I know. It's just like, when you know somebody can't do something and you have to be forced to let them do it, you're like, no. Right. No, no, seriously. Um, so Mike is, uh, so Paige is alone in the harbor because she mm-hmm. can fi- she really knows how to pick a spot. Right. Or to stand, like, not in the shadows or anything, right in the middle of this light, in the middle of the well, most open area. Well, she was doing area. it so that she, it didn't seem like it was suspicious, so that he would approach the situation comfortably and not, like, under attack. I'm going to tell you one thing. If I'm meeting with somebody and they tell me that uh, they're going to be out in the complete open of the area and not just, like, sitting on a bench or, like, casually, I'm going to think something's up. Right. Um, so Paige is standing around. A car drives up, turns off its lights. It's Sid. I didn't think it would actually be Sid. He gets, it's Sid. He gets out. Mm-hmm. And then another car drives up. And, like, oh, crap. What's going on? And that's that Sid started walking towards um started walking towards her quickly and, like, starts to pull his gun out, which Sid, which Aaron, um, Mikey says that he's like, no, do you think that Sid's going to even, that he's probably going to just kill her? You know, he killed everyone in front of Jim saying, like, he has no mercy. He's not going to waste any time. He's probably not going to actually have a conversation. Oh, yeah. He was going to kill her in a heartbeat. Right. He wasn't, because Sid's That's what I'm saying. You know what I like about Sid? It's like in all the movies when they 
people always say, you know, you're spending too much time talking, just kill the person, and that's why the other person always gets ahead. Sid doesn't talk. He no, just he literally would have walked killed. up, shot her, and then got and in his bounced, car and tried yeah. to get out of there before he got shot. Because mm-hmm. he would have known that they would have had yeah. covert ops on him. Um, I thought he was going to be like get in the car when he pulled up, but apparently the budget doesn't allow for a car chase this late in the episode. So um, Paige is pissed and crying because Mike gets out of the car. Sid sees a ghost. Comes out all confident. And Mike's like, why don't you just finish the job? Why don't you finish the job? But it spooks Sid to high hell. He gets in the car, drives off, and uh, Paige is really angry. She shoves Mike on the ground, even when he's in his hospital clothes kind of stuff still. Bitch. And uh, he's like, hey, I get it, but I can't let you do this. (laughs) My notes are not kind to Paige at all right here. Your your verbal usage is not kind to her right now. Either. And it's like I love, I, I really like the acting. It's just the character. And it's, right, we love to hate her. So Sid Case, they lost him. Charlie and Jake's are looking for him. Mike says it was a suicide run and says something's missing from my things. This is the tape. I'm assuming is you were correct in that regard. Um, Charlie is at Graceland calling for Briggs, and Paige is at the house and she comes down the stairs and she's like, "I'm moving out." I yeah, can't. I this just, is the part that we were all talking about because she was just too emotional about the whole situation because of Mike. She has to get away from Mike. Fun fact about this episode, the, the title is Be Positive, but the working title was Paige Literally Can't. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, y'all. A little bit. Paige Literally Can't. <laughs> Graceland, season three, episode one. Paige Literally Can't. Okay, go. But she would argue to say Mike doesn't let her. Right. She would argue and say that exactly. <laughs> well, what do you expect me to do with Mike trying to save my life all the time? Let me die. I can, but I may not. <laughs> right. But anyway, so they, she gets all emotional. And then Briggs comes down. She's like, I put in like, my transfer good papers. Old pops. The DOJ saw Lena's like, Leonard and gave me an award. Calm down. Calm down. There, he's like, come on. Just come out of the beach. Yeah. We'll smoke a stogie and <laughs> drink some beer. I'll tell you all about how Make I got it. some kids' kidneys yeah, taken. Yeah, let me tell you about <laughs> I love you guys. I hope this season has sauce day again. We need sauce day. We do need. We should have our own sauce day we during should. the show. We'll bring our own sauce, y'all, and we'll eat it on the show. Don't get mad because it's going to be like... My girlfriend, my girlfriend makes some good spaghetti sauce. I'll make good. her make the sauce. That, that'll k- take the work off of our shoulder. Perfect. Because we don't want to do... Make much. her do it. Okay. God, I'm a terrible person. It's okay. I don't mind. <laughs> okay, so Briggs comes sit down if she says she's... And he's like, you know what? If you want out, you're out. Mm-hmm. And it seems somewhat cold, but it's like tough love. It's like... Bitch, you obviously can't. So. Well, it's because she's also a grown-ass woman, so yeah. it's one of those things where you, someone's going to do what they want to do, and he needs to make... Also, it's like with teenagers. When you try to make someone do something, they're going to do the opposite to rebel and so that they're doing it on their terms. Whereas if you let someone just make the decision, if they make the decision that you want them to make, they're not going to feel like it's because of that. So his he's smart. Briggs always knows what he's doing. I love Charlie because Charlie's really becoming the mom. That whole... That belly is like getting to her right no, now. She's literally becoming a mom. I know. <laughs> oh my god! So this is the twist in Briggs's character where he actually talks about his day. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting. I'm excited to see where Briggs's character goes. I have no idea where Mike's character is going this season. And what song? The you know song, oh, you bring me up. What's what's that? I so think it's, I can walk you raise on. You raise me up. Thank you. So I can walk oh, on I guess it's a Josh Groban. <laughs> You raise me up. He was raising them up so they could be more positive about each other. You take those drugs. <laughs> no. 
I'm not kidding. He, he like it was like a boost of morale that the house needed to kind of put everybody back in the zone. That's why they started cleaning everything up because it brought the balance back. That was a that was a metaphor. The house being messy was a metaphor. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and respond to some fan tweets real quick because we're at the <laughs> okay. end of the episode. Uh, shout out to Graceland TV UK at Graceland TV UK. They say we love us some Brando J. Yeah. He also says, uh, "What do you guys think will happen to Sid?" And we'll get into that in predictions. And uh, he, they say, Mike's mind is in a dark place. And yes, we love his facial hair and long hair. There you go, Oh, Stephanie. I know it. And they also say, Paige is so messed up. We are on team hashtag redeem Paige, though. Yes. I mean, so are we because we're, we're done. We're over it. We, li- we literally can't anymore. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Literally Canting. I know. Sponsored by Starbucks and Ugg Boots. Um, <laughs> Where did those two sponsors come from? That was good. Anyways, but yeah, so that was the episode. I really do love the camp, the fire thing though, because there was the the misbalance again, and I feel like Graceland sounds like Graceland again. He had it. He, they brought the title of the show, the reason of the show, back in the episode. What Paige literally can't? No, dummy. Graceland. Or the be positive. No, okay, the Graceland. Because at the end they're being positive. Okay. Uh, so scenes from the next episode shows that. Mike is like, I can do this, and Briggs saying, you can't control a psychopath, gotta put him down, Mm -hmm. and then uh, Mike's telling Briggs he's gonna be on the hook for murder, and Briggs says, It's just everything unraveling again, yeah. I think the only real predictions that we can make right now is to see what's gonna happen with Carlito and Lucia. Because that's the only thing that's kind of on edge, because Lucia is every day on a life or death kind of momentarily thing. I think Johnny dies this season. Oh, you know what, though? With the psychopath, it could be either the Armenian guy or Carlito. I think Johnny dies this season. You do? I think he saves Lucia and he dies. You're kidding. I know. It's it's going to be terrible because I think... Why do you cause think we, that? Because we see Paige doing that for Mike and like they're not even like in love and stuff anymore. Johnny better not Johnny die. loves some Lucia and Johnny... like No! Carlito's crazy enough to put it in a situation where Johnny would have to he like would. would have to like murder. I'm surprised suicide. they're not dead now. So you're right. Yeah, that's Lucio live. Johnny will die, and then Graceland will get a season four. Right? That's the prediction. Let's actually go into official prediction. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Um, oh, I like that. That so was nice Sid, and quick. Yeah. So Sid, what do you think is going to happen to Sid? I'm going to respond to that tweet. What do you think is going to happen to Sid? Sid, I think, is... I mean, he's been on a roll so far. I'm hoping something's going to happen where it bites him in the ass. Even though he's ahead of the game because his wife and his child are already on a plane to wherever. Their escape land. So we'll see. I don't know. I just kind of want him to get caught up or something. Either that or he's just going to leave and then we're not going to see him until like the end of the season. Which is going to piss me off because then he got away with it. So I'm going to look up this right now because somebody just said, I thought it... Thank you, uh, Lee's Dance 2017 Mackenzie on Twitter. Uh, they said, if you look closely, it's Psalm 47. I thought it was Psalm 47, but I didn't write that down because I thought I saw it wrong. Psalm 47 for a director of music of the Sons of Korah, a psalm. Cla- oh, I thought it was for like a sommelier. It says, <laughs> clap your hands, all you nations, shout to God with cries of joy, for the Lord most high is awesome, and the great king over all the earth. He subdued nations under us, people under our feet. He chose our inheritance for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loved. God has ascended amid shouts of joy, the Lord amid the sounding of trumpets. Sing praises to God, sing praises, sing Where praises. Where did you get this? I just looked it up. Oh, nice. Um, um, yeah, that's true, which is nice. I personally love it when religion comes back into play because, like you guys all said, Mikey was in a dark place, and what better way to get out of it than bringing some light into his life? 
I'm wondering. Um, I'm wondering how this kind of because they usually do things for a reason. So I'm wondering how this plays in the show, but I probably won't know yet. Um, for you Sid, we won't know. Well, obviously, the last scene of the episode is Johnny picking up Sid because Johnny's a double crossing. Like, I thought mother- you'd finish your mm. thing at that point. He thought that he was dead, so that was cool. Wait, he's what? like, I, I, he's like, I thought you would want to finish the job because Sid thought that no, he no, no, killed no, no. Mike. No, I'm talking about Johnny. Oh, Johnny goes and picks up Sid. So we know where Sid is. Johnny's picking him up in his car to drive him down to freaking Mexico to take him down to Eric Valdez. Oh, but that's because that still has to happen. They're still trying to get something out of it. No, yeah, because Sid's going to try to play the card. Sid's probably going to be the one that's going to end up killing Johnny. Watch. Not next episode. Right. But Um, if he doesn't even at all, I'm going to kill Sid myself. I'm thinking it's going to be more of a trade. Carlito's going to... Carlito's going to take Sid, and Carlito's going to try to trade with with them with Sid and say, "Great!" And then oh, Lucia's going to be need. a hooker for life. They're going to dope <laughs> That's her up. That's a hashtag then... from Once Upon a Time. <laughs> what? Hooker for life is a hashtag <laughs> from Once Upon a Time. Oh, is it really? And then um, there was also a uh, there's a reference in here to uh, Sin Eater. They call Briggs says he's a Sin Eater in that he's going to be the one to take the fall. He's going to be the one to take the fall when all this kind of stuff goes down because, you know, it, it might be a rosy case where it's like a legacy case. Mm-hmm. But after everything is said and done, they still need to pin it on somebody right. to bring the rest of them down. And Briggs is that guy. So Briggs is going to be the one to, to, to say he committed the murder and everyone else is going to be a associate. What's it called? What's it murder called? by association. Accomplice. Accom- accomplice. Accomplice. There's another word, but yeah. Thank um, you, basically, you're accomplice that murder. And uh, shout out to them using the term Sin Eater, because Sin Eater is on another Fox show called Sleepy Hollow, where we have a someone called the Sin Eater. So I don't know if anyone watches the Sleepy Hollow after show, but shout out to you guys. All right, we're 61 minutes in. I believe that this has sufficiently Typical. covered the first episode. But a lot did happen, and it was just exciting. We were a little bit rushed today due to me, so sorry about that. But... Don't you worry, guys, because the next episodes are going to be great. Dun, dun. I ran out of agent outfits, so I might come more casual next week. <laughs> I will... Uh... I want to bring a tie. Should I wear a tie, y'all? You know what? Viewers, tweet me and let me know what you want me to dress like. Should I be like Charlie and uh, Paige? Or should I just be a boss the way that I am right now? There, it looks like there's an upsetting trend on Twitter right now where people are hashtag paging. Where they go up to hospital patients and just shove them down for no reason other than their emotions. So rolling please, my eyes again, y'all. Please rolling don't my go eyes paging. Again. Don't go hashtag paging. Uh, go but ahead. what you can do is tune in next week at eight p.m. on Thursday. That's Pacific Standard Time. To watch us live, join us in the chat live. Hit that thumbs up on the video. Leave a comment on the video if you're watching. Hit uh, subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a comment on iTunes. Five stars. I will give you a shout out. Personally, in fact, Jamie Gray Hyder will be here next week. Mm-hmm. You can follow her on Twitter at JG Hyder. Uh, she plays Lucia. I'll make her give you a shout out on the show if you will go to iTunes, subscribe, and give us a comment of five stars. He'll do it. So again, you can find me on Twitter at Sibley Mew. That's S T E P H E N L E M I E U X. Tweet me your thoughts and suggestions about the show. Tweet me what you thought about the episode and what you think is going to happen. Might give you a shout out on next week. Uh, where can we find you, Steffi Georgie? 
We can find me on Twitter, Snapchat, and Periscope at Stephanie Georgie and on Instagram at the Stephanie Georgie. Go ahead and do the same. Tweet at me. Talk to me. Let me know what you guys think and have any questions about. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week for Season 3, Episode 2 of the Graceland After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After Shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 